This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Welcome back. You got us for another week here on Divots and Pivots for the Players Championship, the fifth major. It's going to kick off the season of, you know, majors, even though it's an unofficial major, but it's March and we already got our big first tournament and it's going to kick off a string of pretty much a major every month, just about or at least every month or two. Like we got a, we got a good season ahead of us here. I'm excited. We said that, that was the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> they, want to, they want to keep you. It was March, March. You got the players, April, the masters, May, PGA, June, US open, July, the yep. open. And then, in August, you got the FedEx Cup playoffs. Get out of here exactly. before football comes in. Uh, yeah, the fifth majors, the play, the fifth major, the players major, uh, whatever you want to call it. It is, uh, it's, it's my holy grail. You know, this place holds a, uh, a very sacred spot in my heart. How are you doing today, Andrew? At, I'm good. At real Mr. Mallard. At real Mr. Mallard and at real Pennsylvania right now in a hotel room because that's what work is. Got to travel sometimes. <laughs> And I could have sworn a tornado was coming through here last night. It was, I actually got up and turned on the weather because I was for sure I was going to hear some sirens because the wind was insane here last night. Speaking of weather, you threw me a curveball here. I had not checked the weather (laughs) in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida uh, for for the players this weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be a little, a little wet. It's going to be damp. And then Sunday it's going to, it's going to clear up. And I'm from North Florida and I have an intimate knowledge of this place, this course, there's just, uh, it'll be story time with Bud later. 
But I will say North Florida, this time of year, you get these storms that come in. That Sunday, that's what's caught my eye is who's going to be able to play. That wind is going to pick up. It's going to be windy on Saturday, but it's going to be windy mm-hmm. Sunday. It's going to be a little cool. It's going to quick, quicken up. And who can make that adjustment on Sunday? Uh, we're, we're going to find out. This course is unlike any other out there. Uh, doesn't always doesn't always rank on people when they say their favorite. Even the even the the pros won't say my favorite or it's the hardest. But there's something mm-hmm. unique and special about it. It's the ambiance and everything that goes along with it. It's a fun fun time down there at Ponte Vedra Beach, Ponte Vedra <laughs> Beach, Florida. Grew up five minutes away. And, and you beat me to the punch on a couple things there. So yes, Bud is. Going Sorry, I'm to excited. Be, he's very excited. This he's been talking about this week for. Yeah, you got, there you go. The right way. <laughs> he's been talking about this week for a couple of weeks now behind the scenes. And man, he's going to be our resident expert on this course because he's going to have some knowledge for all of you as a man who grew up right in that area. And as a man who's very familiar with the course and how the weather is down there, how the greens and the grass can be with the weather. So and then that was the other thing you, you, you beat me to the punch for weather this week we got to think about who's going to play we got to think about how it changes our stats so you can't sleep this week on the players when doing your research guys because it's a star-studded field and there's a lot of options at a cheaper price than normal the, well this, before this we get, before good we ways get to into find price, some edge here we're so not getting we, price right away <laughs> i i last week I, I jumped the gun we went straight into i was so i was so excited <laughs> you to were get, so excited take my train talk some tiers we'll talk some classic lineups uh but before we even get into that i'd like to know did you you didn't you said you didn't run any of your normal comps and stuff like that but do you have any key stats or any key uh areas like you said the weather so strokes gained weather i wish that was something we could create um but you're but you're right so what what do you have your eye on that's going to help you kind of sort through all of this wonderful wonderful data that the gentlemen and ladies at fantasy national have provided with us Yes, as always, big shout out to fantasynational.com. It's where we do all of our research, all of our models. Uh, we get all the information we need from there to create our own custom models. So huge shout out to Fantasy National for creating that platform for us and other providers uh, to get you guys the best content. But yeah, to the weather and how it affects what I'm looking at, when it comes to the weather affecting things, this is when it gets, when course gets wet, the ball stop rolling on the fairway and the ball stop rolling on the green. They plug I don't know if it's going to be wet enough for a situation of um, preferred lie or, you know, clean in place or whatever. I don't know if it's going to be that wet. We'll see Florida weather can change on a dime, but so what, what that's doing for me is I'm looking for guys who can get off the tee into the fairway and hit it with some distance. I'm kind of taking away, uh, taking a little weight away from the putters and the short game players, because those greens aren't going to be, they're not going to be lightning. It's it's early on in the year. This is March, not May. Like we've, we're used to for so long, you know, these greens are, um, they're uh, Bermuda greens, but they're going to, they're going to be playing a little slower. And especially with the rain, they're going to play even a bit more slower because it's still early in the season for them. So I'm looking for guys who can, who can get to the green without hit, finding the rough, because if, if it's going to be wet out there, you're going to land in that rough, then you're going to have a long day ahead of you. So give me, give me bombers who are accurate. You nailed it. So, I mean, Pete, Pete Dye, uh, his, his gem in my eye anyway. Yep. Um, you're right. The minute it gets wet, they can keep those fairways fast in May. But the minute they get wet, 
you're right. You just put it in the fairway because then from there it's target golf. These guys are throwing darts, even, even the way that they can hit their four and five irons from two, two, 10, two, 20 and mm -hmm. get them up in the air. They don't need necessarily all of the roll. I'm thinking about that, that, uh, that four iron that JT hit last year on 16 in the final round to set up the Eagle. Uh, yeah. or I think it was the third round uh, when he was just going on his tear uh, to, to, to take it home. But you're right in the sense that if they can get it in the fairway, you've got a shot at stopping it on the green. So it's target golf. You don't necessarily, I'm not going to say you don't need to putt. I think we always see strokes game well, putting is going to be yeah. a, a factor at the end of it. But as well, a that's predictor, why I said weighted wise, it's just not going to be as big of yeah. a factor as it typically is in other years. No. And that's where my, my, my three areas uh, kind of line up with yours. First and foremost, par five scoring. Mm -hmm. This place is another area kind of like Bay Hill where, Four par fives under, you know, 590, 580. So for these guys, those are, you know, glorified par fours, uh, even without the roll. So par five scoring is going to be something. Uh, ball striking is the other stat. And that that's the one where you're talking about. That's the one that mixes off the mm -hmm. tee and strokes gained approach. So right there, can you get it off the tee in the exactly. fairway accurately and consistently? And how how are your approaches? How, you know, how well are you actually firing, firing darts at the pins? And then third, but last, honestly, uh, not too much emphasis put on it because, like you said, the the conditions might negate some of this. Is scrambling, where you could be, a, you know, you can have a great short short game, and weather's weather, ball gets wet, you know, a little bit, a little bit of dew gets between the blade of grass and your ball, and it squirts off. So, par five scoring, ball strikers, and guys who can scramble around the greens. But really, I'm I'm right there with you. Get off the tee and get on the green, and and it does turn into a little bit of a shootout. We're guys like Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, JT, uh, the, the the usual suspects. The cream's going to rise to the top once again yes. at the at the at the strongest field. Quick, quick, quick correction on the on the top of the show. Um, you said this is kind of the first major, and I appreciate that. I know I know Jane Moynihan appreciates that. All the players appreciate it. <laughs> but in according to Davis Love the third, the first major was actually uh, right after the Honda Classic before Bay Hill. Seminole Golf Club. Have you ever heard about this? I don't think I've heard this right, story. So quick, hit me with it. Quick hit with us me. all with it. So Seminole Golf Club is if anybody Googles it, and actually anybody, if you're listening to this and you're a golfer, Seminole Golf Club is consistently ranked as one of the top golf courses in, in the country. It's opened back in the 1920s. Ben Hogan actually used to practice for Augusta at Seminole. It's a Donald Ross design, so it's got those turtleback greens and they're slanted. It's right on the water down there in Florida. And so starting back in the 30s. The Monday after whatever it was called then, but now it's the Honda Classic, the, the Monday after the members at the Seminole Golf Club pair up with a touring pro and they have literally a member pro. So okay. there's a gross and a net division and somebody tweeted out the, the playing list and one of the PGA Tour pros playing said it's a stronger field than the Honda Classic was. There were <laughs> Bryson was in there. DJ was in there. Like you look at it, Tom Brady was in there playing with Louis Oosthuizen. It's oh, one of fun. those things. Uh, and, and when I was doing some research on it, because I, I get fascinated by those things, good on the rabbit yeah. hole. I saw where Davis Love III used to apparently refer to it as the first major, but we're going to be at the real first major, the people's majors, the players major, the players. Um, let's get after. Where do you want to start today? Are you you you, uh, you hungry for some tears? You want to talk big numbers? Well, I want to hit with just one more insight, knowledge, opportunity here never. from you with with someone <laughs> never. Someone no, I said giver. I, oh, I, I thought you said never. Back in the day, <laughs> giver. Um, 
just what just one more because you mentioned scrambling and sure. and we've mentioned the weather. So when it comes to so I'm trying to think of the best way to wear this so it's not so with the weather, if these guys find the bunkers at this course, is it going to what's that gonna look like for them if if they're if we're talking about a lot of rain like we could have I mean, is it is it is are these the type of bunkers where it's going to help them get it up easier, or are they or are they it's okay. Yeah, so there, every single hole in the course has water in play somehow. I say in play. If you or I were teeing off from where these guys are teeing off, well, it's yeah. in play on some of them, but for them, it's not. But for the most part, there's water in play on every single hole. Yeah. And the way these bunkers are, even they can bring in whatever sand they want from wherever they want, whether it's local Ponte Vedra over in Destin in the Panhandle, this kind of fine powdery sand. The minute it gets wet just like anything else and all the yeah. technology they have over the years with all the new drainage systems and the hydro, this and the, whatever that uh, at the end of the day, water just makes those, the, those bunkers pats them down a little bit. So as far as fairway bunkers, in my opinion, it, it will help them just pick it out of there a little bit more. And like you said, yeah. with softer greens. Um, so you might not have to be as accurate off the tee. That said, when you do miss these fairways, you are in mounds. It's called the stadium course for a reason. Pete Dye yeah. built Hills everywhere so that people could sit up on there and watch them. And you get up in those mounds, uh, there's pot bunkers everywhere. So uh, if you're going to miss, miss big, miss in a big bunker. But also the when you talk about the weather around the greens, um, the St. Augustine grass that used to be there and, it's, it, it, and, and even some of the thick stuff that they have there now, it, if it's sitting up, no big deal. That's the thing is that grass can kind of bunch together and you can get lucky where it bounces down and sits and it's sitting up pretty and these guys can pick it right off there like it's on the fairway. If it's sitting down, bogey at best so um scrambling will be a factor again but like right. but like you just pointed out with the weather some of these bunkers are not going to be a big deal which is also going to help with par fives you know you go at yeah. you, you go out these par fives specifically number 11 number 16 where they have large bunkers in play as you approach the green uh bunker play might be something to look at but like you like you said right off top get it in the fairway get it at the green get it close to the hole and then some quick aside i'm glad you brought up putting <laughs> I w- if I have more time, I'm going to go back and do this. I don't have more time. But it seems to me that whoever wins is putting well that week mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that they're a great putter. And that's why I'm not saying that I I, I shy away from looking at putting, but I'm, I'm much more interested how'd you putt last week versus how'd you putt in the last 50 rounds because putting is yeah. something that is so quick to come and go. Oh, definitely. Sorry, back yeah. to you in the studio. No, but you're right because when you're doing your research, especially if you if you just go based off of so just going back to fantasy national because you can select anything you want. If you just go on based anything. off of like even say like twelve rounds or eight rounds, like if this is someone who hasn't played in a couple months, they've only played a couple tournaments in a in a couple months. You know that's that's a, when you're talking specifically putting. That's a wide range of time where where you go through a lot of ups and downs with your putting. So hundred percent, it's so much better when you're looking at something more specific like that to, to select a time frame, which you have the option of doing on fantasy national, you can select a time frame of a month, a week, or, you know, a couple months. So, so you do that instead of selecting your rounds and you're going to be able to hone. Those are the little, the little changes in your details. You're going to be, be able to hone in. So if you're out there using fantasy national, take a look for some of those. And now I started, so I just sorted by putting just for, or actually I have it sorted by strokes gain short game. Yep. I'm looking over there. Who's high up on the Alex Noren? It, it, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't pick Alex Noren. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's seven thousand. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get after it. Now let's get into it. Um, well, let's run. We'll, we can start running through some tiers, and, and and then we'll we'll go from there uh, into some classics to try to find some value. So I think we're going to talk about like like we did last week. A lot of the main players in tiers, 
Um, and then we'll try to find the guys that we can mix in after the tiers. So let's start with the tiers. There's a couple of familiar names when we get down there that I'm very proud of you and us collectively for. Uh, Tier one, Rom McElroy in uh, Morikawa. Chalky Chalk is Rory, right? Wanted a couple years ago, horse for a course, par five scoring. You know, he's like, I think he's, I think he's like 17 strokes uh, ahead of the, ahead of the field and par five efficiency overall. He is the one that you want to pick, I think. And especially, I think he's kind of pissed off after Bay Hill. And I think a couple of these guys are, they're going to be hungry. And I'm talking myself out of my pick, but uh, uh, I'm pointing at him. And then at the last minute saying, I'm I'm going to take Colin Morikawa mostly because numbers don't lie. And, mm-hmm. and he's won a couple majors. It's, it's, it, I mean, he's, I, that you're splicing hairs when you get between him and John Rom right now. And I just, I, to, to flip a coin, or maybe because he's got more more DK points on average, I think I'll just stick with Colin. See, so I'm staying away from Rom this week, both in classic and tears. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, just I because he's going. This, to I got be... a feeling this is going to be a tournament he doesn't get his hands on for a while. But go ahead. Yeah, and I, and also I just think he's going to be chalky. I, I think he's just going to be so highly owned, and in a tournament like this where the field is so deep you really want to avoid the chalk because you're going to be able to find guys that you don't typically get for as low owned as, as you're going to this week. And you got to take advantage of finding those diamonds in the rough. So I agree. I'd rather, I'd rather go Morikawa. Um, I re- I really like McElroy here again. Like I think he is pissed off. Um, so like, and I, and I like, look when McElroy plays with edge, he's dangerous and he's got a lot of his game is working in his favor right now. So if you mix in, a little bit of edge, a little bit of excitement and a little bit of hunger. You know, I, I think he can bring it this week. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stay away from Rob myself in both formats. God, see, and now, and now you've got me, <laughs> I'm, I'm making a switch on live television to Rory. And here's why I had, a, I had an epiphany just now. There we go. I love epiphanies. You met her too. Um <laughs> Not yet. We'll yeah, I went back to my, back my childhood. I've, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to play this course a couple dozen times over the years. And you, you going back to the weather, soft, nobody out there can do what Rory McIlroy does with the driver. Uh, you know, Colin Morikawa <laughs> is calculated and good, and he's got that 295-yard butter cut down. But I'll tell you right now, I've been, again, having some local knowledge – you want some big draws on the, on this course. You want, you mm-hmm. want to hit a big draw on two. You want to hit a big draw on 16, both par fives right there. I mean, those two holes alone, I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if Rory could be 10 under for the week, if the conditions are favorable, just on those two holes. I mean, he's not going to, yeah. they are, they turn into par fours for a guy like him. Uh, and that's also why I think Rom sprays a little bit more. If, if Rom's driver's not on, he's going to spray Rory. That's, that's his preferred club. He walks around mm-hmm. talking about it. I like, Nobody can swing it like that. And when, you know, when you can, when you can say, when you can pick a five gallon bucket out 325 yards away and sling a little draw right into it, that's what's going to happen. It's going to stick in the ground. And like you said, they're going to pick it up. Hey, there's that face. I just so realized I, that light wasn't on my bed. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Rory is, is the move and I hate yes. being a weakling and Twitter don't at me, but um, I had to think through it. I had to think through it a little bit more. Um, and that's what yeah. you do. You, sometimes you don't think about things until you start talking about it with somebody else. 
and look, it's all right to make, hearing other people talk about it on the divots and pivots podcast. It is all right to make pivots on the divots and pivots show. <laughs> Let's just be real about it. Oh, look at you. Look oh, at yeah. you tying it all that, 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 that wasn't that clever. How on brand I was. The, the guys at belly up are loving us right now. Um, <laughs> Let's drop it down to tier two. And for me, it was, you know, we're looking at tier two. And if you're driving in the car, we got just a handful of guys, Thomas or Justin Thomas, Hovland, DJ, Xander, and Scotty. And this is almost like shooting fish in a barrel. Yep. JT is chalky there. And I do, and and it's all in tears. It would almost be stupid not to take him. It's one of those things. It's almost too good to be true. The only reason I'm not going to do it, is because this place is cursed. We don't have back-to-back winners at, at, at the players for a reason. Yep. Um, I mean, maybe JT's that guy. Who knows? Some things in golf are just the way they are. And you got to roll right. But I'm, I'm, I'm Victor Hovland. After last week, he's going to be snake bitten. I wouldn't be shocked if he's ticked off and comes out here. He's yep. got the game for this course in this week. You know how last week he was saying Saturday kind of pissed. That didn't piss him off. He can't get upset at the at the weather, but the weather made it. He said basically it was a scrambling competition, and that's not yeah. his strength. He admits it. He's a ball yep. striker. He hits it long. He hits it straight off the tee, and he can work it a little bit with his irons. So this is a place where a young man like him could do well. But yep. there's somebody else who can do that. And when I was describing Rory with his driver, there's another guy when he gets going with his driver. Um, I heard Pat Perez talking about him. He goes, he gets faster and faster and faster, and it's DJ. And, you know, he's, he's not playing bad. He's just not playing often. And so when, when that's the case, I have no reason to bet against him. And Scotty, Scotty off an emotional win. Scotty's right. Riding a heater right now. Scotty Scheffler, two out of three, ain't bad. Not at all. (laughs) But I'm going to say the stage is a little too big for him to come up on this field right now yet. I think I wouldn't be shocked if he does well and falls short this week, but DJ's also been there. And I think it's a tournament that, uh, I love this. It's a tournament he really wants to win. As if any guy, as if anybody <laughs> on this show or on these spreadsheets doesn't want to win this tournament. It's just so asinine. But yeah, DJ tier two, you heard it here first. Nope. I, and, and that's funny because I actually 100% agree with that because I think now last week I said it, in tiers, ownership doesn't matter as much. Um, and it doesn't. But when you get such a star studded field like this and you get such a star studded tier, it is going to affect it a little bit because ownerships are going to be spread out a little bit more because there's just so many well-known names. And DJ is someone that when you look at, at kind of how relevant he's been recently, which is lower than normal. And you look at the the people around him on here and in classic, excuse me, and in classic format, DJ could sneakily go under owned. And like you said, if this is, the conditions are going to play wet, he's going to be able to put the ball out there and it's going to stick in the fairway and he's going to be able to play his game and his, uh, his poor putting that he's had recently will be able to kind of be negated a little bit. He, so when the greens with March greens in Ponte Vedra favor wet March greens in Ponte Vedra favor DJ. Yes. Um, also, I think there's a, did he just get married or is he about to get married? I, uh, don't act like you didn't see the pictures of Paulina's bachelorette party on Instagram. I actually um, did not cause I'm not on Instagram. So <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Um, I'm, I'm obviously, oh, I'm only on there because of work. Uh, <laughs> no, but DJ, I'm, I'm, I'm a big DJ fan this week. A buddy of mine, actually, a very good friend of mine. He's a, 
he's a doctor down in Houston, Texas, and he played college golf in, in Mississippi, not at Ole Miss, but in a small college yeah. in Mississippi. But one of his teammates was a former D1 guy who had some struggles, had to go down to a small school, kind of get it together. His buddy knew DJ and a bunch of the guys who were at Coastal Carolina at the time. So a good friend of mine was on a, on a golf trip and he said, all the legends, all the talk, all the, uh, the, it's all true. Like he's like, he's like, the reason, the reason at the Ryder Cup when when uh, somebody asked DJ if he thinks that he could still hang and party with these guys and his eyes got all absolutely. <laughs> you could see Brooks and JT and everybody behind me like, yeah, dude, no, like no. he he's got that gear. Yeah. Um, and I do think that I do think that this fits him very well. I think if the yeah. course is dry or sorry, dry, if the course is wet and he's just throwing bombs out there, he's another one when his driver gets going, it's like Rory. He can do anything with it. Uh, yeah, so he gets he gets so zoned in. It's 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 impressive to watch him play when he's on. Yeah. So and 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 I've got I've got a couple of we'll we'll get to classic here in a second. Let's get through a couple more tiers real quick. Yeah, I, let's do that. Tier three to me was almost. I'm not even going to argue. I don't even want to go anywhere else. Patrick Cantley was in tier three, so I took him. I'm looking <laughs> across. I mean, seriously though, strokes gain total second. Uh, T to green fourth ball striking eighth. He's top 10 in all in every category, except for approach where he's 32nd. That's his lowest. What's he doing in tier three. But then again, like you said, they've got little, uh, he's, he's not made the cut here since he, they moved it to March. Doesn't matter. The because ball striker he, tier. So ball strikers here. And yeah. And, and yes, yeah, so we've been saying the greens aren't going to matter as much as far as how they're rolling. And I think that's probably what has bit him in past March tournaments here is that they don't play like the Bermuda grass, tip, Bermuda grass typically plays. And I think that's hurt Cantlay. So he could be, I, I, look, I could say he's going to be, he could be sneakily, but I think he's going to, I think he'll be heavily owned because he's been playing well just in general. He's, he's just what he's been able to put together these last two years. At there's going to be some guys. There's going to be a lot of people who want to who want to anchor him. But for a tier, exactly. it, 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 I I mean I I challenge anybody I, I challenge anybody to tell me somebody in that tier who is going to outperform him it, again within. I mean he's surrounded by I mean Hideki Spieth. Where's Jordan been? I don't know. Nobody really knows what he's. He's not terrible form or anything, but he hasn't been mm-hmm. playing much. Um, so Zalatoris, God love him. This is a place he could do well, but mm-hmm. you two have to have a little bit of a short game, and I think his short game is so horrendous right now. And Brooksy, I, I eh, he's another one that could get it going, but he, but um, at the end of the day, total package in that tier, I don't think anybody's going to touch Patrick. This, this is a risky tier to me because the way I feel about Cantlay is he's either going to make the cut or he's going to finish top five. <laughs> We're either going to. We're either going to see him on the weekend, or we're going to see pictures of him by the Marriott pool on the weekend, which is a nice yeah. Marriott that's next to, next to it. All right, so who do you have tier three? Is there anybody else that stands out to you there? Are you going to argue with me? So I was leaning more towards Hideki. I, I I won't fight you on it. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards Hideki mainly because, like it's like we've been saying this whole show so far, that his putter should be negated, even though he's been putting better anyways this year. Um, he's he's just playing good right now, and if I'm gonna if I'm going, if this is going to be a risky tier, anyways, then I am going to look at ownership a little bit, and I think Hideki could go underowned in this because I think a lot of people will go to Zalatoris thinking they're being slick, um, and I think Cantley will be high owned. Zalatoris got to win. I don't, I don't see him getting his first win here. I just don't. See I him ag- I agree. He is, he's just like a fan favorite name right now. 
I mean, like, he's, he's an up and comer, and it's going to click, and it's going to happen. And he looks like Happy Gilmore's caddy. So it's <laughs> this is so true. I love that he rolls with that too, and the whole Owen Wilson thing. When somebody's like, "Anybody told you you look like Owen Wilson?" and his response, "Wow, like he's just he's a good guy." <laughs> And and he will he will he's break through. He's he's good for the sport coming yes, up for sure. Exactly. He hundred percent is. Uh, tier, let's let's get through these because I want to start talking about some money people. Um, where are we? Tier four. And tier four. Yeah. So we we got some. If Burger, if Burger's, we'll find out in five holes holes where Daniel Burger's head is after what happened to him. See, I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna go right back to him here this week. I think you think so. That's my point. Is yeah. Is. He's another one who's probably pissed off still from the Honda. Um, yeah, he was he was a quick pick for me in this. I just I just don't, and, it, and maybe it's more so that I just don't love anyone else here. Maybe Neiman, but I honestly I gotta I don't I I just Burger feels better to me than than Neiman does. And I don't know how else to say it right now. I want I want that on a t shirt. Burger just feels better. Um, <laughs> Look, Neiman no. scores a lot of DK points. He does a lot of things that you need to do to to succeed on DraftKings. Yep. Um, I think Berger is just playing better than his results are showing because he's he's just having that like one moment that just isn't going his way that makes his makes his whole weekend just look a whole different. <laughs> I, I almost I almost I almost ate me some Berger this week, and I respect that. Um... Adam Scott was the one who jumped out to me just because he's going to make the cut and he's going to finish T. He's going to finish somewhere in the top twenty. You can just hang your hat on it. That's true. Uh, yep. But I don't know if he's going to. I don't know if he's going to be a birdie machine out there. That's the thing is he's not exactly somebody who's going to throw a couple eagles and a birdie in there. I actually went with Cam Smith on this tier. Oh, interesting. Tell me why, sir. Uh, I had Scott <laughs> and then I, I crossed it out and I went to Cam Smith and. Honestly, I think it was just all greens across the across the board. <laughs> it, and, and it was, and it was. I mean, his. It, like he's got a great approach. That's mostly it. I was trying to remember why I went to him. Twenty three strokes gained approach. Short game is is sixth, and I think that was the one where I was like, okay, he's forty sixth in ball striking, sixth in stroke game or uh, short game, and then he's decent. And so I think I just went there. Pretty um, bad off probably the tee, get, though. Pretty I could probably say he's pretty bad off the tee, though. I know I could probably get he, talked away from it. That actually I mean, might have been me trying to write down Cameron Young and accidentally so, stand upon Smith. But so you know, off, off the tee and fairways gained for me, I have him ranked as 93rd off the tee and 128th in the field fairways gained. Number to be damned, Billy Horschel might do well this week. He's another one that snake bit after last week. I think he wanted that one bad. I don't know the last time I've played Billy Horschel, honestly. I don't blame you. He's a Florida Gator, and you have to stay away from him. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I appreciate your burger there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold strong on Cam Smith and act like it wasn't a mistake. Uh, tier five, all day. Well, well, I say all day, but now I'm looking at a guy who I'm gonna take over in classic because he's value. But Sung J M, former champ, in I just. And he and he does well here. He did well here last time they played. That's where I'm leaning. Terrell Hatton, I think, is too pissed off. I don't think Terrell's gonna do well. <laughs> Webb Simpson always always will do all right. Jason Day yep. after I just 
I, I just I, I can't just trust. I can't trust building a bunch of lineups and then no, not after I got hurt by him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, or he's just going to withdraw. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. So Matt Fitzpatrick or uh, what's his face? Sung JM. Those would be, that's where I'm living in tier, tier five. I'm going to lean towards Sung Jay. What do you, what say you, sir? I'm the same way, except I'm leaning Fitzy. Uh, I'm that's leaning fair. Fitzpatrick. It's, it's a bit more of a risk play. I think M is a safer play. Um, but I think Fitzpatrick could have more upside here if things are going to go the way that we're predicting they go as far as conditions. Um, I, I just, Sung I think Sungjae's got him on the ball striking. That was the, that it'd be by like four spots. That was my decider, but no, I'm, it's close. Yeah. Listen, we have to have, we have to disagree somewhere. Otherwise uh, we'd have nothing to pivot from. And then tier six. Uh, I mean, I, I, I basically drew a name out of a hat and just because he was doing well recently, <laughs> Uh, I want to. I want to see if Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland's been playing well. He's he's gotten up there yeah. a couple times. He's won a U.S. Open, so I feel like you have to know how to win to win at at the oh, stadium. Course. And I think that this is one of those weeks where I could see, especially out of that tier. I don't think that yeah. Justin. Most of those other names, you got to show me something before I can come back to you. Max Homa, I wish he could do well, but his short game is so. I know we said that it's not everything, but it's got to be something. You know what I mean? Um, same reason I wouldn't take Zalatoris, but and we're not playing Patrick Reed anymore, ever. No, sorry, Chad. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I don't, I don't mind the Woodland uh, shoot uh, taking a shot on Woodland here because, like, for basically all the reasons you said, he's actually playing surprisingly well right now for how inconsistent he's been in recent years. Um, so I don't mind that. I am leaning more towards home on myself, though, um, which might honestly be a situation here where he is uh, actually higher owned because um, I think he's one of the more, I guess, recency bias recognizable names. So I might pay for that, but you're right. I just this this tier is just horrendous in my eyes. I can't believe someone like Cameron Young did not make it into the tiers format. Like, I don't no, know but how... since you said it, let's pivot over to well, the you said it. Yeah, and, and real fast, I just really I want to really fast check Homa's uh, – well, that's not his ownership really fast. There we go. Seven In classic, 7% ownership for Homa. What are people saying? You know what? Whatever. They say <laughs> something about the I, same I ownership. I just don't think his short game, even though, again, we're saying – Ball striking, ball striking, ball striking, which yeah. Max Homa can hit the damn thing. Yes, he um, can. You, your, your short game, the, the greens are too tricky, even though they are going to be, they're still. They're still going to know where to put the ball, though. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Talk about yeah, let's it. Let's go. Uh, let's pull up the classics here. D- double digits. Does anybody strike your fancy up there? So, like I said, I'm going to avoid most chalk this week, uh, or at least try to. I, I always tend to find at least one guy that I end up super high owned. <clears throat> but for these, was there a total of five of them up here? I mean, it's very similar to tiers for me. I, I'm, if I'm going to go up here, I'm going to McElroy. And if I'm going to go to the bottom of this, it's going to be Ho- Victor, Victor Hovland. I think that's where, like, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm fading Rom because I think he's gonna be high owned even for his price because his, his numbers just that. his numbers look so tempting. Um, but I, I just so I, I just can't pay for that ownership. It's just too much to, to pay for it. Um, McElroy, I think I, I just love McElroy this week. 
Um, oh, yeah, Morikawa. Sorry, I do. What what's Morikawa's ownership? Because that's the. I think he's going to be one of the higher on ones in the double digit because he's lower priced. Sixteen percent ownership compared to oh. If I can get McElroy at nine percent ownership, which Fantasy National is saying, steal that. That's a that's a steal. <laughs> that is, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be waffling before Thursday morning because I, I didn't have the, I'm not looking at the ownership. <laughs> Um, mostly because <clears throat> also, pardon me, I don't want to talk myself out of certain gut feelings. Uh, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost not picking Rory for the same, you know, just to be the guy who's like, ah, oh, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to go with it because he is chalk this week, but I, I am yeah. going to anchor my, my lineup with Colin Morikawa up there. Okay. And, uh, I, I like it. I mean, the one thing strokes game, short game, 109th. Everything else, I think he's two, three, or four. And right, yeah. so if he's hitting it, th- this is a course where, like I was talking about, Rory and DJ can sling it around corners, cut corners, do everything. But Colin has the length. You don't have to be super long. I mean, if you can if you can, no. you can, fly at 280 with accuracy around this place, you can make most of the clears that you need to make. Um, and then after yeah, that – Yeah, when I say I'm looking for bombers, I don't – that's a very good point to, to you bring up to clear up. It's, it's more so – guys who can get that little extra distance in the fairway because they're not going to get the roll I'm not meaning I need guys who are going to hit it, you know, 330, you know, like you're saying, somewhere right around that 300 mark. If you can just get it there and accurately, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Like, I just don't want the guys who who come up real short on, you know, on the tour typically in, in their driver distance because even if they're hitting accurately, they're going to be in tough spots with how they can shape the ball, like you said, with some of these cuts they have to make. Yeah, I mean, Colin being second in ball striking and second in, in approach, top ten in, in DK points. I am ignoring his putting woes and strokes in short game mm-hmm. because the weather and, like you pointed out, Pontevedra in March. So um, I would, you know, I don't mind him up there in the top. I'm, I am gonna, I'm gonna play in the classic. I'm gonna throw a little. I'm gonna throw a couple lineups in there this week just for funskies, and um, <laughs> I am probably gonna answer one or two of them with with Colin. Really, uh, what about, just said that on the show. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, nine thousand. What's the nine K range looking like for you? Nine K range is juicy, you and from so? what I'm from what I'm seeing. Well, I mean, we already talked about Canley, how he had, sure. definitely has the potential to to just absolutely sling it together here. Um, he's probably going to be the highest owned in this area. I'm just quickly looking at that right now. It looks like around fourteen percent. Um, but like we we both said, we like Dustin Johnson as a shot here, and he's coming in right around seven percent ownership. So you know, if you can say, if you're going from an ownership standpoint, say you start your your line with a uh, you know McElroy and Dustin Johnson, like with the I'm, with, I'm, with some of the names that are down in that lower seven K range, like that is so doable. Well, I'm glad and you, you said and that. you have That's, a chance yeah. to have a and you have a chance to have a winner under ten percent owned. Yeah, yeah, let's so be honest. That that's and that that's where that's where Boudreaux's putting his flag this week is Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson. All right, uh, because that you're right. Uh, it I want to make sure we do justice to the gentleman in the 8K. But as yes. soon as I saw some of those numbers down in the 7K, you know, filtering through by ball striking and scrambling and around the green, it was it was eye opening to see some of those guys down there, and it does it does remind you that this is, this is top to bottom, probably mm-hmm. the strongest field of the year bar none. Um, oh yeah. And you could, you can get, you, I think I, I can't remember who it was, but he was like 652nd or 653rd in the world ranking 
uh, when he won this probably 20 years ago. Craig Perch. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, no, DJ is my guy there. Uh, well, in the 8K range is also small this week. There's, there's only – it is, and I can talk. It's only ten a, guys. Again, Burger looks Burger's there, yep. and he's the only one there that I would really argue about because everybody else. I think I told you why I would fade Will Louis Brooks. Actually, Louis, I don't know why, other than uh, kind of looks like a cartoon character to me. Um, <laughs> and he played with Tom Brady, and I'm a little still a little bitter at Uncle Tommy. But everybody else, you know, I, I just I think that again, Billy Horschel's going to be. What's Billy Horschel's projected ownership this week? Horschel is at, at 8,100. Almost 10%, like 9.9. So, I mean, it's not terrible. But anyway, I don't think there's anybody in the 8K that really makes my socks roll up and down when I've got Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson in the, you know, the well, stables. The, well, and then the fact that you can get some, like I'm jumping a little bit here, so we'll, we'll make sure, sure to circle back. But to, just the fact that you can get someone who can hit it pretty far and Cameron Young at $7,200. Thank you. We're, it's we're a starting massive, the Cameron Young fan club on this show. It's a massive steal. We've been on him just about every week. Now, the, it is going to be his fifth tournament in a row, but I think he's just feeling it enough right now where he's going to be able to overcome that, and especially at a place like this where you're, you're, you're you know, the adrenaline's just going. It's the players. It's TPC Sawgrass. It's, I, I think he I think he brings it for this week, and then he probably takes a couple weeks off. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he brings it this week, brings it home this week. And then we don't see him until Augusta. So, I mean, he's down there. I, I, I don't want to talk out of turn or anything, but you, no. I was proud of you last week. You said a name that ended up Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk's floating Chris around Kirk. down there too again. Patty Kazire didn't do bad last week too. We threw his name out there. We weren't like super hard on him or anything. No, but, but I remember you said it. We have the receipts. Yeah. Run it back. Uh, the, the, the producers will get that cut for us later. <laughs> but yeah, Chris Kirk is down there again at seven thousand. So yeah, there's there's guys down here that you can, if if you pick the right guy in that ten k range or the high nines that are going to be the lower owned from that area of salary, like you're going to be in good shape. He's top. He, I mean, he's top. He's forty ninth in ball striking, top ten around the green. He's he's all greens in uh <laughs> in fantasy national, which is what we like to see. In in at seven thousand, it was actually that yep. was the guy that made me pause real quick and start scrolling back up. Going, wait a minute, if I if I am going to bring him along because I was big on Cam Young, that was actually the first mm-hmm. pick I, when I was scrolling around. I wanted to find out how much he was going for because I also have this kind of side theory about Major League Baseball being happy that he's playing well because <laughs> the only only TV they're seeing right now, yeah, <laughs> that little logo on his arm. So I started with him because he's been on a little bit of a heater. Saw Chris Kirk and I thought, wait a minute, I got these two guys and I'm not even, you know, I've, I've only spent 14K or, or a little more. I went up and snagged DJ. And so then that that yeah. asked, that begs the question, who else, how do you fill in? How do you so fill gonna, in after? after so that's uh, what after, I'm going to do then because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some of those talk. names right now and, and build it live here and see oh what we're left with. Without a net? See what we're left with. Uh, so I might not be able to afford a McElroy Johnson and burger sack. That seems like it's going to be too much. See, that's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, you can't throw an 8k in there. Yeah, you got exactly. Yes. But if we're going to go McElroy, DJ Cameron young and throw in a little bit of, um, let's see here. Why can't I find any of the guys we were just freaking talking about? Um, hold up. Hey, where the hell did Chris Kirk just, Oh, Chris, there we go. Say you throw in a Chris Kirk, you got two spots left at seventy six hundred. No, let's. There's still. Let's see here. Someone. 
Where's my low? I don't. So this is the thing. The six K range isn't. I'm not super excited about this week. I think there's just too much elsewhere to get value. Uh, but if we had to go down to the 6K range, uh, see that he's just playing so bad right now. Yeah. See, one of the first names that jumped out to me, just because we're talking about style of play and what the conditions can be, one of the first names that jumped out at me, but he's just playing so bad right now, was Matthew Wolf. And yeah, he's, no, he's no. just, he's not, he doesn't have it, but it, it was just one of those guys that when you, th- when you think of guys who can drive the ball, when you, you think got of a guy who can just drop it from 320 and then, and hit an iron. Yeah, no, he yeah. is. And, but, but I'm, I'm telling everyone to stay away from that play. Yeah. <laughs> it, so, you know what, Fantasy National, if you, Fantasy National, if you're listening, um, what they need and what we need to find a way is how to quantify strokes gained home life. Or off course. Well, I'm dead serious, right? I know you because use it all the time. All the time, because shout out whatever the boys tour junkies, I think is that's where I stole it from. Um, but it's true, you know, you scroll their Instagram, you scroll the headlines, you troll everything about them, and you can find out like who's having a good week, who's having a bad week. Uh, not with everybody. I mean, not all these guys are very active, but now with the pit money out there and some of the bigger names at least, you know, you can splice some hairs. Obviously, I don't think I know what Brendan Steele has been up to lately. Uh, but Matthew Wolf being as public as he's been about what he's going through and how important the mental aspect is to this game. There's no shame in saying like, you know, for, first of all, the swing is great. The kid is phenomenal. He's already won out here. He's going to win a lot more. He is also the kind of guy I can't wait to get into a Ryder cup and a president's cup setting. Cause he's a fiery young man. But, um, until until we see him kind of come overcome that hump and that doesn't have to be a win that could be a, a, a top 10 that could be a, a you know a runner-up anything up there would, would would do it for me to say like all right he's back because again once once you learn how to win once you can win um which he's already shown that he can do then it's just a matter of you know getting back in the saddle so here's what i got for you i'm gonna throw a name out there i want to i'm gonna i want to watch your face for the gut reaction here okay in the 6K range, we've talked about him before. Bring it home, Mr. Johnny Vegas. How do you feel? What's your gut reaction about what, how this is setting up this week? He's going to make the cut. I feel like he's surprisingly – he, he's got some some distance off the tee, surprisingly. You wouldn't think he does, but 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 he, he's got some surprising stats in here. When you, when you look at him, he's um, 13th, ranked 13th off the tee. Forty uh, fifth from one hundred and fifty out. Lock it in, and he's ranked third in driving distance. In uh, a sixty eight at sixty eight hundred, you know what that allows you to do with the rest of the guys. So this is what you're this trying to make room for your burger. No, I tried. I couldn't. I okay. even tried. I, I, yeah, it's, it's just not worth it to get burger in there with the other guys I have that I think could win. But this is what this lineup would look like. You got McElroy. You got DJ. Two legitimate chances to win this thing. I think. You got Cameron Young, Chris Kirk, Johnny Vegas, and then your guy Sung J M. Ooh, because see Johnny Vegas, what, what would what would do it for me? And he he might enter a, a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth lineup um, once the not addiction. We don't want to use that word. It's not funny <laughs> to joke about. And if you no, do have a problem, all. seek help. Uh, but when I when I when when I start chasing this rabbit hole and start you know. Uh, you know, putting a couple of more of those $1 pots in there. Cause I want to see how this lineup does. Johnny Vegas is one that could do it. You know why ball striking? Yes. Seven. There it is. And, and again, 
25 years ago, weather would have made a huge difference. As a matter of fact, it did. There's some, there's a Monday finish one year. I was watching it in the dot locker room with some baseball guys, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, we had a, we had a locker room. We had a day game. We were all sitting there around the big screen, watching it, waiting for the anyways. Um, but 25 years ago, you did need the run. You know, they couldn't carry it as far. The technology yeah. changed. Um, T, it wasn't just Tiger coming by with his his body and his speed. It was also the equipment that's changed. And so now uh, just about anybody out there is, is able to at least fly it as far as they need to. So you don't have to be a bomber. But Johnny Vegas isn't necessarily a short knocker. His short game doesn't wow me. But then again, neither does Colin Morikawa on paper. So mm-hmm. um Johnny Vegas, good catch. It's steel. Who else is down here? So this is what I'm quickly. Keegan Bradley. Keegan Bradley's Keegan, down the, there. This is one of those that, that shapes up all right for Keegan. Another ball striker. I want to quickly look at what that lineup's. Uh, um, that's what I'm trying to trying to figure out. Who the hell did I miss in calculating here? I want to look at all the ownership of what that. Now, while like. you're while you're filling yours out, I do want to go with a couple of mine. Maybe it'll yeah, look, maybe it'll not. Uh, so Chris Kirk, I see, I see your Chris Kirk, and I appreciate the Chris Kirk. Um, I am gonna start calling him Captain Kirk, and I don't care how bad <laughs> jokey it is. Uh, Matty Fitzpatrick, I, I'm going yep. over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump the pond here for a minute, and I'm gonna stay over there for another name of not a not not somebody to win, but definitely somebody to make the cut. Yep. And you're, you're gonna see his name on the first second page of the leaderboard. Paul Casey, Popeye always. Popeye is a ball striker, and this you talked about bunker play, fairway bunkers. He's this is a course that sets up well for him in the sense that once you get off the tee, because of those big old he's got. I mean, he literally has the biggest forearms of any human alive. You can choke up, choke down, get your stance, and then just slap at the ball and get it up around the green. He's he he's going to do well this week. What do we got? Ninth in ball striking, third in strokes gained approach. So as long as he keeps it in the fairway, because wet rough is gonna is gonna be no yeah, one, and that's definitely gonna be his biggest thing. That's where he's been struggling with right now. I know, which is um, which is definitely a big reason why I'm staying away from him. But like you said, at coming in that under ten percent ownership, if he does just put some tee shots together this week, he would definitely pay off your value for him. Because what because what was he priced at down that? What's uh, seventy four hundred? So, yeah, for seventy four hundred, like he, he, if he hits a couple of fairways, he he easily pays your value off with everything else he can do. Exactly. Luke List is another guy that I was toying around with at seventy two hundred. Just mm-hmm. again, he's another ball striker. Um, but Matty Fitzpatrick is the is is going to round out my round out my lineup this week. Another another one. He's you know top ten off the tee. He's twenty fifth in ball or twenty eighth in ball striking, and mm-hmm. also he's priced. A, Pretty attractively at seventy seven hundred. He was another name that when I saw yeah. seven in front of it caught my attention. I started. He's, he's actually at seventy two hundred. Luke, you said you're still talking about list, right? No, Matty Fitzpatrick. Oh, I moved Fitzpatrick, on. Fitzpatrick, so, so list. So, anyways, yeah, list was one uh, that was like, oh shit, he's seventy two hundred. Who else is seven hundred, seven thousand? And that's when I saw Matty Fitzpatrick down there. Yeah. Um, it's it, 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 the seven K range. I wouldn't. I wish there was a prop bet out there that the winner is going to come from the 7K range. There probably is somebody. That'd be a, that'd be a fun. Uh, I bet your prize picks has something like they, they seem to be getting real creative with their, their prop bets. I mean, why not? You've got, you've got it written for you right here. And yeah, you had the double digits, the nines, eight, seven, and sixes. Mm -hmm. And then you just waited appropriately. Anyway. um, (laughs) Just that that easy, right? (laughs) Which is just, just waited appropriately. We all win. (laughs) 
God. Kevin Kisner's line on Fantasy National is atrocious. Yeah. Kisner is... uh... I love him, though. I love how real he is. By the way, I mean, like, Aiken, South Carolina, University of Georgia, um, grew up with Dustin Johnson. There was a great story he was telling, like, the other day about them in some junior tournaments. But um, I was just looking at his line because he's he's triple digits in everything except (laughs) around the green putting and short game. Yep. <laughs> Which and he owns it. He's like, I'm not I don't hit the ball that far. Doesn't matter. Oh, he doesn't know. Not at all. T twenty T twenty pays pretty well out here, but he's surrounded by Luke List, Cameron Young, uh, Taylor Gooch after 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 what happened last week. I mean, he's another yeah. one. I'm shocked that he didn't actually you know what I'm not shocked because of the field that it is this week. It's nothing finished but fifth, finished fifth year last year. Exactly. Seamus Powers, another name down there. I'm just now I'm just just kind of looking around. Powers I'm not leaving my I'm not leaving my Paul Casey, Maddie Fitzpatrick, DJ, Captain Kirk, Colin Morikawa, and Cam Young lineup though. You heard it here first, folks. I like I like this lineup that I just built there. I'm a big fan of it. Well, don't keep the people waiting. Well, I, I, this is the one I already said. Oh, I wasn't the, listening. The McElroy, DJ, oh, Cameron Young, Chris Kirk, Vegas, and him. Vegas. I like that, and, and the best part about that, if if ownership racks out the way it is looking right now, your my highest owned player will be twelve percent. Uh, yeah, twelve percent owned, with an average ownership of under nine percent from the whole team. And like I said, you get the winner mixed in there, you, you're gonna be cashing. <laughs> well, I love I, I love that. I love that. This is look. This is a week because of the, how deep the field is. You really have to think about ownership this week. It's just you can't get around it. You, if you if you play the chalk, you're you're gonna be struggling to make. You're gonna drown. Cash. What? So you're gonna drown if you play the chalk. Like it. Yeah, you just you're, you're. No matter how good your guys do, if you got like three chalky guys in there, you're gonna struggle to make minimum minimum cash because all it's gonna take is one guy on your team at that point to miss the cut, and you're gonna drop below. So I think if you if you stay if you purposely try to stay away from the chalk this week, I think you have a better chance of cashing even with a you know a four of six lineup making the cut. Because I think there's like I said, there's some guys who are coming in lower owned, like a McElroy, like a DJ up at the top, who have a legitimate chance to win this thing. I don't want to walk away from Colin Morikawa. I do think that he's going to be. I, oh, I, and I, I'm with you on Morikawa. I think he's one of those guys too. It's just not the one I. I think you're, this lineup. This is. I think this is the week you you you, you fade Rom. We're fading Rom this week. Yes. I think yeah. Everybody's fading Rom this week and watch. He's going to win. Good for him. He's going to have another kid. I love seeing these guys having having oh, he's kids. He's still coming in roughly 15 percent ownership. I don't. I, I don't get it. Um, I don't think he's going to get it done this week. I think that you fade Rom. Yeah. And you flip a coin between Rory and Colin, or yeah. you, or you play them both, and like you said, you know, kind of hope for. But they're so chalky, you can't play both of them. That that then you really are kind of cannibalizing your own leverage and value anyway. Yeah, because Morikawa is coming in at over sixteen percent ownership right now, and, and so and that's why I, I'm, I'm going to run the ownership on the rest of mine. Make sure they're in yeah. the, those projected ownerships are in the in the single digits and respectable range. Looking for greens, a lot of Looking greens. greens. Green we want the short good. stuff this week. We want the short stuff, the short greens. <laughs> so it's funny because when you're when you're watching this week, when you see them hitting those approach shots up to up eighteen green, and behind yeah. you see that gigantic seventy thousand square foot 
uh, Spanish style clubhouse, which I remember the old one was a tiny pyramid and it was gorgeous. It was, it was, it was wonderful. It's like, a, like Bushwood country club. No, it was, it was great. But, um, <laughs> there's a balcony that overlooks, uh, the 18th and the trophy ceremony. My sister had a rehearsal or her rehearsal dinner, uh, at that place. And that was the balcony where we had, where we had drinks before it was, it was, uh, it was cocktail hour staring out there. And I think I was the only person who didn't want to actually go in because I was like, I want to play. Like, <laughs> I want to look it, at this course. I want to play it. I want to just. It, I felt like such a little spoiled brat sitting there while I was going, wow, could you imagine going out there? And I'm going, yeah, I want to go out right now. Like, <laughs> I think at that point, it I had remember been, it had been seven or eight years since I had played it. And yeah, honestly, it's probably been about 20 years since I've played it. Uh, how old am I now? Yeah, it's probably been about 20 years and since I've gotten on there now. Uh, getting up there, Shoot, man. My my dad and I would go over once a month and play. Uh, yeah. I, my wife and I would go. We would uh, we would camp on the beach in St. Augustine, which is about forty five minutes south. And then we would wake up in the morning and drive up for the tournament. It, it, it's a party, basically. Uh, it's it's one of those. That sounds things. like a lot of fun. It's it's dope, dude. You walked in, you walk in, and it's like, okay, pick your poison. There's kind of you know these wine tents. There's beer gardens. There's Nice. And then there's, there's, there's the stadium bowl and literally you come in and 17s on your left, 16s on your right. And there's 20,000 people. And it's, it's nuts. Uh, I remember again, my wife walking in when she kind of saw everything, she was like, okay, I get it. Cause you see golf <laughs> on TV and it is boring standing 10 deep and kind of standing up. The stadium is a whole different game, man. And it's not, yeah. and, and it's not, they do build on top of it, but it's natural. It's there. What we got a couple minutes left. What have we not tapped into? What have we not touched on? Well, what we have not tapped into you because you just touched on a couple that I'm sure would be up there. I want to know your your favorite story about Sawgrass of your own experience. Um, whether whether it was a shot you hit or whether it was just an experience like you're just on the grounds fact, in general. Fun fact: never hit it in the water on 17. All right, there we go. I have never hit it in the water on 17. I've hit it in that little bunker that's on there. Yep. And I have hit the railroad ties a couple of times and bounced over. Uh, or on the walkway. I have also, uh, when I was young, young, like real young, basically rope hooked a seven iron left of the water all the way that was, that was dry, but I've never actually hit one in the water, uh, that, that counted, you know, when we have hit a bunch there Two, one, my favorite shot ever on number 16, par five dog leg left. I hit my tee shot in the left, uh, left of the, the cart path into the pine needles and had about 210 yards and took a three iron off the pine pine straw between two trees, cleared that uh, that big old oak kind of a la JT last year, <laughs> and um, I probably probably three putted for a par. I sure shit didn't make the eagle, <laughs> but my but but I mean it's it's a special place that you know I can tell you about probably every single hole I could walk you through shot for shot where I've hit it, what I've done because you do remember that. But my no. senior year in high school. It was right before the season started. My mom, at the time I was living in Tallahassee, Florida, we were still members. It was about a three-hour drive. And my mom and another of the golf team's mom, uh, golf team members' mothers, we loaded up SUVs, and she and drove the golf team over for a preseason kind of jamboree. We played. Uh, there was, I think, nine of us at the time from the team, and there was one alumni who came back, a good buddy of mine, who was like, you guys are doing what? I'm in. Let's go. And then it was dope, and I've got pictures from it. Maybe I'll share one next week if I could find it because in the picture is uh, one of my old – I think I mentioned before, one of my old high school teammates, Hudson Swafford, PGA Tour Pro, PXG guy, um, you know, Bridgestone winner. guy. He's you know, two, two, three times time winner. Uh, he, he's my guy. Although, 
when I picked it when I picked him at the Honda, and then I saw that he shot eighty, and then I think I think I, told him, <laughs> I saw on Instagram he was by the pool with his kid the next day. I was like, yeah. you know, if I've already if I've already made a couple mil on tour this year, I wouldn't be too banged up. I got yeah. I got the players coming up. I got Augusta coming up. Um, he was know, just chilling. <laughs> yeah, I'm just chilling. So. There's a lot. I'll sprinkle some more in there though, but I think that was my favorite just because it was, it was the boys. It was a pretty unique story. Um, nice. And it was kind of a cool experience to have your high school team go over and play that course at that time. And then looking back to have a tour pro for the record, uh, I did, I did not break 80 that day. My lowest <laughs> round there is 73. I've shot 73 there a couple of times. Um, Hudson though, that day, I think shot 76. He was in eighth grade. It was stupid. That's like, just insane. It was insane. <laughs> and he was upset too. He was pissed. Uh, but no, <laughs> Will, it's a special week. It's a fun week. This is a special time and a fun time with you here on Divots and Pivots. Shouts, massive Definitely. shouts to the to the people at Fantasy National for making this possible. And especially, last but certainly not least, for the folks at Belly Up for taking a chance yeah. on a couple of young men in a dream. We're those <laughs> men, right? We're those, okay, yeah. <laughs> if you still identify. Uh, I do, I do. Uh, no, for sure. Belly Up, all as always doing all the work behind the scenes, helping us all out. Uh, check check us out and the rest of the Belly Up shows on TikiLive.com. Uh, download the app on Roku TV too. You can get the app on Roku TV, Apple TV, um, and then you can watch any channel you want. You can watch Belly Up Sports 24-7. We got content running. We got uh, radio, our radio stations on there as well. So check that out. Same thing, 24-7 content. So we got you covered for all sports, all news stories. Everything's going for So check us out there Wednesdays 10 a.m and then you can find the video also on YouTube and on all of your podcast streaming apps around an hour later noonish something like that but in the afternoon on Wednesdays well, we'll make sure to get it out for you before the tournament Bud Copeland at this buds for you for spelt with an EU just the letter and at real Mr Mallard and check out the show at divots and pivots on Twitter guys thanks for joining us again good luck with your lineups And it's the players' time, baby. Let's get at it. Have a good one. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.